0: our uh, our ushers are going to come and just going to hand out some uh, some door hangers. We would love for you to get a couple of these invite someone to come and be a part of service um, it just says you know to join us in service it doesn't say a specific date uh, so we if you could pass these out over the next couple of weeks and just invite people to come and and to be a part of service with us and uh, and so uh, we would love for you to uh, September is National Back to Church Sunday, and there's some people whether it was COVID that hasn't gotten them back in church, or just whatever reason might they might not have started back to church yet. We want to encourage them and invite them to come back and to join us for service. And so, if you can, uh, just go around. These are door hangers. You can hang them on the door. Should have the service times on it and a little bit of you know. And then they can also go to our uh, I think our website's on there. They can check that out. And uh, get to know who we are and uh, invite someone to come and be with you in service. But we're going to start a new series here in a couple of weeks. And uh, so uh, you don't want to miss the next couple of weeks. We have a guest speaker next week. Bill's going to be uh, preaching for you next Sunday. And my family is going to take a vacation. And then uh, in two weeks we'll start this crazy happy series. And uh, and so it's going to be good. Looking forward to it. Uh, but today... Uh, We last week we finished our series uh, on uh, power shifts. I forgot all about it. It just went. You ever have one of those moments where it just goes, whoo, right out the door, you know? And uh, but anyway, power shifts was our series. If you did not get a chance to hear that series, I I uh, I let me encourage you to go check it out. On any of our social platforms, that you can, that it's available either on a podcast or you can watch the videos on YouTube. Uh, I, I feel like it's a great series to get to know our church and what we want to accomplish and what we want to do. So take a, a look at that series, uh, and it's on there. There were six parts to it, and I truly believe that it was a, a inspired series from the Lord for our church, and so get a chance to take a look at that and do. But today we're going to talk about something that you've probably heard about. Uh, Several years ago, probably a couple of decades ago, uh, a book was written called The Prayer of Jabez, and it's a small little book. It doesn't take long to read. Uh, It's only about six or seven chapters, and they're short chapters. The book's only about this tall And it's about not even thick at all. You could probably read it in less than an hour. But it's a it's a good little book. But this is kinda I want to kind of talk about the prayer of Jabez today. And if you look up the Webster's dictionary of prayer, this is what it says. And it says it's an address as a petition to God or a God in word or thought. That's what Webster says prayer is. Have you ever listened to little kids pray? anybody? Anybody ever just sit there and listen to little kids' prayers? They're funny. Uh, So here's a few examples and what they sound like. Dear God, please send me a new baby for mommy. The new baby you sent last week cries too much. Debbie, age 7. How about dear God, who did you make smarter, boys or girls? My sister and I want to know. Jimmy, age 6. Dear God, how many angels are there in heaven? I would like to be the first kid in my class to know the answer. Norma, age eight. Dear Lord, thank you for the nice day today. You even fooled the TV weatherman. Hank, age seven. Dear Lord, I need a raise in my allowance. Could you have one of your angels tell my father? Thank you. David, age seven. And here's one that I uh, really like. Uh, Dear God, this is my prayer. Could you please give my brother some brains? So far, he doesn't have any. Angela, age eight. (laughs) So prayers come in all forms, do they not? Some prayers are good. Some prayers you're thinking, you know, what am I saying? You know, am I saying the right words? Am I doing the right thing? Uh, There are long prayers, short prayers, prayers that are very specific and prayers that you have no idea where people are going with them, right? Right? I mean, it's just one of those things. Sometimes prayers are easy. Sometimes prayers are hard. There are prayers that come in all different uh, shapes and sizes. Have you ever seen the movie It's a Wonderful Life? Anybody? If you haven't seen it, then, you know, you need to see it, okay? Uh, I like that movie, but... Do you remember the part where George Bailey, he's, he's, he's at, he's at the, the end and then he starts here, Clarence has talking to him. He's gone back and he's showing him his life and then he's showing him all the prayers that are coming in. And you see all the prayers and they're all praying, dear God, please help George Bailey. He's done so many wonderful things for our town. And it just goes on and on and on and tells all these prayers, you know. And so we don't, prayers come in all different kinds of forms, and we pray different prayers. Some of us, we get down on our knees and we pray for a long time. And then some of us, it's just an instant prayer. Oh God, help me, protect me. You know, something's about to happen, and that's all you can do. That's all you can say is just call out the name of Jesus sometimes. But this one particular prayer that I want to talk to you about today, it's found in 1 Chronicles chapter 4 and it's a prayer that was prayed by a man named Jabez. And some of you may have read it. Some of you may have not even known that it existed because it's such an obscure place in the Bible. Matter of fact, I don't read Chronicles, first, second Chronicles very very often because it's a big long line of just genealogy. And it's this person and this person and this person and this just a lot of names and names and names and names and and it's just like, oh my goodness, look at all these names. You know, and it's just a long list of names. But here, found in the middle of 1 Chronicles, it's mixed right in the midst of a genealogy report. And uh, we can read it. Let's, I want to read it before we continue on. But 1 Chronicles chapter 4, I want to begin at verse 9 and it ends at verse 10. The prayer is just in verse 10. Verse 9 kind of gives us an introduction into who Jabez is. But here it is. 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9. says, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Can you imagine? Can I just, uh, just for a second, this funny thought hit me, and it may not be funny to you. I don't know. Can you imagine somebody, you introduce yourself to somebody, Hi, my name is you know, Greg, and they say, Hi, my name is Pain. How would you respond to that? That's what his name meant. His name meant Pain. So here he is. His name is Pain. His mom gave him the name Pain. Let's look at his prayer, verse 10. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And I love this, this uh, uh, sentence. And God granted his request. So what do we know about this Jabez feller? Well, let me give you a quick history lesson because it's really quick. As you can see, we don't know a whole lot about him. Uh, there's just not a whole lot. But we know that he was a member of the honored nation of Israel. He was a member of the royal tribe of that nation, not definitely stated, but he appears in a list of people from Judah. And for those of you that don't know, let me just tell you real quick, Jesus came from the tribe of Judah, okay? So Jabez appears to seem to be in the same line that Jesus was, so there we go. He was a worshiper of the one and only true God, God of Israel, not a God of any pagan nation. Uh, His birth was associated with peculiar and unusual sorrow. His name was given to him by his mother, not by his father. Uh, He was was more honorable than his brothers. Uh, He was a man of prayer. He was an ambitious man. He, He desired more territory. He wanted greater influence greater responsibility all right and good in their place these things were so now that we know just a little bit about jabez let's take a look at his prayer and there are four things that he prayed and they are very specific and so for the next few minutes i want us to look at each one and i want us to use this prayer i believe that we could use this prayer as a model prayer in your life. And I believe that God wants to take our prayer life to new levels. I do. I believe that this prayer is a great model prayer for you to put into practice, into your life. And the first thing that Jabez prayed for, he said, bless me, Lord. Bless me, Lord. Now, verse 10 Look at what he said. He said, oh, that you would bless me. Jabez asked God for a blessing. So what is a blessing? Well, to bless, in the biblical sense, it means to ask for or to impart supernatural favor. So what we are asking for is the wonderful, unlimited goodness that only God has the power to know about or give to us. Proverbs chapter 10 verse, 20, uh, verse 22 says, The blessing of the Lord brings wealth without painful toll for it. What Jabez was asking for and what we should be asking for is wanting for ourselves nothing more and nothing less than what God wants for us. Amen? I want everything that God wants to give to me. I don't want him to skip out on anything. If he's got it set aside for me, then I want to ask for it, and I want to be able to receive it, and whatever he wants me to do to receive that, I want to receive the blessings that God has for me. Amen? We need the blessings of God. And when we seek God's blessings as the ultimate value in life, we are throwing ourselves entirely into the river of his will and power and purposes for us and all other needs become secondary to what we really want, which is to become wholly immersed in what God is trying to do in us, through us, and around us for his glory. Amen? So when we sincerely seek out God's blessing our life will become marked by miracles. Did you hear what I said? When we sincerely seek out God's blessing, our life will become marked by miracles. We need miracles today more than ever. We got to get out of the way, amen? We have to get out of the way and we have to let God do what only he can do. You're praying exact for exactly what God desires. Jabez's name, it meant pain. The meaning of a name meant a lot back then. It carried that, you carried that name with you and it followed you wherever you went. People thought that your name represented who you are. But Jabez knew that God had more for him than just pain. Amen? Jabez wanted God to bless him in spite of what his name meant. Now, we don't know exactly why she called him pain. Maybe it was a a rough time at childbirth. I don't know. You know, I have no idea. All we know is that when he came out, uh, when he... Was born, his mother said, "I'm naming him Jabez because he has brought much pain," and that's why she named him Jabez. So all I know is he's had this stigma wandering around him from his. Can you imagine? Maybe he got him. He might have got picked on as a little kid. His brothers were like, "You're a pain. You're a pain in the rear." You know, I don't know. You know, they they could. I mean, you know, they had to have made fun of him. Right, Anybody that walked, I mean, we would do it, would we not? If somebody walked up and said, hi, my name is Payne, what what are you a pain of, you know? I mean, we'd make fun of them, would we not? I mean, as kids, we we, we make fun of names all the time. My name's Gregory. I don't know why I never wanted to be called Gregory. It was always Greg. Everybody always called me Greg. It's all they ever called me was Greg, unless I was in trouble, and then I got the whole treatment. It wasn't just Greg. It was Gregory Warren Wolf, and you knew you were in trouble, right? <laughs> you were in trouble, and so so names mean something, right? And we, we may like or not like being called something. We, our name may be something, but we don't like that, and so we only be called by this. Some people go by their middle name because they don't want to be called by their first name. But a name means something. You see, back in the Bible days, a name really meant something, and so you can only imagine the stigma that walked around with Jabez all of his life because his name meant pain. And so he knew that God had something far greater for him than what his name meant. Even though the name was associated with something that happened in his past, he didn't want to look at the past because he knew that God had something great for his future. We don't have to sit there and think about our past and where we were or what we've done. All we got to do is think about the God that brought us from that. Amen? And realize that God has greater blessings than we ever thought or could imagine. But he knew that God would bless him if he just asked. James 4.2, I love what this says. You desire, but you do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because what? You do not ask God. You see, the only way that we will ever experience all that God has for us is by asking him to bless us, amen? Amen. If you want the blessings of God, then go ask for it. (laughs) Right? We can't just sit back and expect God to bless us. Sometimes we've got to ask God, God, will you please bless me indeed? Please bless me, Lord. Think about all the blessings that you may miss out on because you didn't ask for them. We need to ask every day for God to bless us. The second thing that he asked for he said, Enlarge my territory. Now here's a question for you to ask yourself. Ask yourself this question. Are you thinking too small for what God wants to do in your life? Do you hear what I'm saying? Are you thinking too small for what God wants to do in your life? God has something far greater than you ever imagined that he could do in your life. And yet you're thinking, well, God, if you could just help me get by today. God, if you could just give me just a little bit today, help me get by, help me get to point, from point A to point B. And God said, I don't want you to go from just point A to point B. I want you to go from point A all the way to Z because I got something far greater than you ever imagined. So we need to pray, God, enlarge my territory. When Jabez prayed to enlarge my territory, he was thinking about more than just land. Do you hear me? He was maybe thinking about influence in his life and the will that God wanted him to do. Jabez wanted God to give him more opportunities than just the plot of land that he had inherited. Amen. And just like Jabez, we should want all that God has for us and your territory could look different than the person sitting next to you. We're not all the same. We're different people. God has different desires for us. God has different wants for us. He has different things for us. Think about this, and I'm just going to kind of give you a couple of examples. Maybe you're a stay-at-home mom. You can ask God to give you favor in key relationships. Multiply. For his glory the influence of your household if you're a businessman you're asking God for more business that is the territory that God has given you you can ask God to allow you to minister to those that come in contact with you through that business when we ask him to enlarge that opportunity it brings God to light God is happy our prayers should go something like this oh God Please expand my opportunities and my impact in such a way that I touch more lives for your glory. Let me do more for you. That should be our prayer. Amen. Now some of you may be thinking, my life is too full already. What what would I do with more? Here's the great news. As your opportunities expand, your ability and resources supernaturally increase too. Amen. You see with see my God has everything. He owns everything. So think about that. As we desire more, as we ask for more, God would you give me more territory? And as God honors us with that, guess what's going to happen? The resources are going to come so that we can continue to do what he wants us to do. As long as we are doing for the Lord, as long as we are doing his will and what he wants us to do, the resources and the abilities will not stop, but they will increase. Amen? It don't matter what our gifts and abilities are. Our calling is to do God's work on earth. And when we begin asking for more influence and responsibility with which to honor him, God will bring honor, opportunities and people into your path. I know that I can trust God. He's never going to send someone to you whom you cannot help by his leading. Amen? There's not going to be anybody that you can't help because he's going to give you the strength. God always intervenes when you put his agenda before yours. Amen? But if you pray for God to expand your borders, you will recognize his divine answer and then you will have a front row seat in a life of miracles. Amen. How many of you how many of you like to sit in the back of the crowd? You can't see very good, can you? Unless it's a unless it's a, a stadium seating like, you know, in the movie theater. I have a, my my kids and my wife think I'm weird. I go to a movie theater. I have a certain place that I want to sit. You know why? Because it's in the middle of the theater, and I can look straight at the screen. You say, well, that screen's big. You should be able to see it from anywhere. Yeah, but there's something about sitting in that sweet spot because I like being able to see. It's a sweet spot. It's my spot. So I want to get to the movies early so I can get my spot so nobody else gets my spot. Anybody else with me? Huh? am I the only one that does it see there's others I'm not the only crazy one out there there you go I want that sweet spot to see the movie I want to see the whole thing I want to hear it right I want to do it right so here's the thing think about it this way the front seat of what God wants to do is the place that you want to be you know why why Because God has greater things and greater joys than you ever could possibly imagine. And I want to be on the front row ready to receive it. Amen? I want to be ready to receive what God has for me. The third thing that he prayed for, let your hand be with me. Let your hand be with me. Jabez prayed this. Now many of you, if not all of you, have probably heard the term hand of God or hand hand of the Lord. This is a biblical term for God's power and presence in the lives of his people. Joshua chapter 4 verse 24 says, He did this so that all the peoples of the earth might know that the hand of the Lord is powerful and so that you might always fear the Lord your God. Isaiah 59 1 says, Surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save. Nor his ear too dull to hear in Acts, we read that the success of the church was because of the hand of God acts eleven twenty one the lord 's hand was with them, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. Jabez was so certain that god 's hand upon him was necessary for blessing that he couldn 't imagine a life of honor without it. A more specific New Testament description. For God's hand is the filling of the Holy Spirit. The church's growth bears powerful witness to both the necessity and availability of the hand of God to accomplish the business of God. God is watching and he's waiting for you to ask for the supernatural power that he offers. We should pray every single day for God's hand to be upon us. With God's hand, there is a move of the Holy Spirit working through our lives, and we know that power is associated with the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you will receive what? That was weak. But you will receive what? Can we say it again? Amen. The Bible says that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. That's the hand of God. There is a power in the hand of God. We need God's power working through us so that we can do the Father's will. Amen? I want the hand of God touching me. I want the hand of God directing me. You know, we, we used to sing this song when I was a kid. Y'all remember it? He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. In his hands, he's got the whole world in his hands. Have you ever thought about God's hands? Think about it for a moment. If God has the whole world in his hands, how big is he? Think about it. How big is God? Now think about your problems for just a minute. Think about the things that you want to do. Are they big? They may be in our eyes, but they're not in God's eyes right? No problem. Nothing that we have going on or or doing or anything is bigger than what God is, and God wants to touch us. God wants to help us, and with the power of the Holy Spirit, I can do all things through what? Christ, who gives me what? Strength, right? So that I can accomplish all that God wants me to do, and we need to pray that every single day. God, that your hand would be with me today, In everything that I do, everything that I touch, Lord, let your hand be with me. And the fourth thing that Jabez prayed for, he said, keep me from harm. Keep me from harm. You would think after everything Jabez prayed for so far that he would be finished, but he wasn't. He had one more request. And his request was for God to keep him from harm. When we asked for God's hand to be with us, we were praying for supernatural power to work through our weakness. Now, in asking God to keep us from harm, we are asking for supernatural help to protect us from Satan's proven ability to make us lose. You know, We used to always say, I mean, you only have two choices in a game, right? You're either a winner or a what? A loser there's no second place they can call it second place all they want all it is is first place loser right that's all it is I don't want no second place ribbon that doesn't do me no good I didn't win sure you can stick me on either side of the guy that's in the middle of the podium that ain't right I mean, is it not? I mean, he's the one that got the gold medal. I didn't. That means I'm just a loser. That's what it means because I didn't win. There is no place for second place, there's only first place. I know it's. But success brings with it, listen to this, greater opportunities for failure. Oh, did you hear what I said? Success brings with it greater opportunities for failure. Hold on. As God continues to work in your life, the more you can expect to be under attack. Oh, I hope the devil has my number. You know why? It means I'm doing something for God. You hear what I'm saying? I hope the devil has my number because it means I'm doing something. If the devil's not concerned about me, guess what? (laughs) I ain't doing anything. You hear what I'm saying? As long as the devil's got my number and he's worried about me, that means that I'm doing something right. And if there is ever a time that you're not under attack, that would be a time to be concerned, amen? You and I... We are redeemed, and we are commissioned for the front lines. And that's why it's so important that we pray, keep us from harm. We need God's protection working in us so that we can continue to do his will. We are in this battle for the Lord, and we need to continue to fight to be who he wants us to be. And the best way to avoid sin is to avoid temptation. Amen? That's why we need to pray that God would keep us from harm. Jesus said it this way in his prayer, Matthew 6, 13. And lead us not into temptation, but what? Deliver us from the evil one. Through Christ, we can declare victory over the enemy. And that's why we need to declare every day, God, keep me from harm. Amen? It is through Christ that we can live in triumph, not in temptation or defeat. I don't like losing. I hate losing. I'm a very competitive person. Now, I have to hold back my emotions and not show it because I'm trying to be Christ-like, but before God did some work in me, I, I hated losing. I didn't like losing. It wasn't no fun. Why? Because you just, you lose. It's terrible. It's not any good. <laughs> I like winning. And I, I mean anything. Uh, so, you know, video games have come a long ways. Um, and, yes, I like to win on there, too. So, if I'm not good at a game, I don't tend to play with other people very often. Because I don't like losing to other people. If a computer beats me, who cares, right? I mean, you know there ain't but if but if i can beat somebody else i got bragging rights am i right so anyway i remember playing Madden football it's an NFL game on on Xbox and you can play online and you can play against other people and i remember playing and this guy it was kind of getting the upper hand on me at first but then i and it was a close game it was going back and forth and it was and you could hear him on his mic talking some trash, smack talking. And I'm thinking, what what's his problem? Anyway, I beat him. I didn't say anything. I just beat him. And, and yet he was come up with excuses for a reason why he lost. And I can't tell you that I didn't get more greater satisfaction from that game. That was the most wonderful game that I had played. And I didn't really want to play anymore because I had won, right? I'm done. We... we Roll rangers were out there throwing hatchets what was that several weeks ago i walked out first throw i stuck it i said i'm done i walk away <laughs> i'm done i hit the target i don't need to go anymore guys i'm done i've won you know that's all i got to do i'm telling you because here's what's going to happen if i throw it again and again and again i'm going to lose you know what i mean anybody else know what i'm talking about i want to win and just like in life not only do i want to win in life and games and all that stuff, I want to win in Christ. And the only way that I can win is for God's hand to be upon me and for him to keep me from harm. The devil's not going to steal my joy. Amen? The devil's not going to steal my, uh, God's will for my life. He can't do that. So let me cl- conclude this way. I love what the last sentence of verse 10 says. It says, And God... Granted, his request. The Message Bible, if you've ever read it, it says it this way. I like it. God gave him what he asked. Isn't that good? So we read in verse 9 that Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. Now, do you think that God likes Jabez more than his brothers? I don't think so. But I do know one thing. Jabez asked of God, and I believe that God favors those who ask. He holds back nothing, amen, for those who want and earnestly long for what he wants. God loves his people. I want what God wants for my life. I ask for God to bless me. I ask for God to enlarge my territory. I ask for him to put his hand upon me, keep me from harm, and that is what I want for my life, and I believe that as I walk in obedience with the Lord that he is going to regret He is going to grant my request. This reference to Jabez is a quick little stop in the middle of a bunch of names, in the midst of a book, and a chapter that many of you probably never have looked at, and maybe never will. Honestly, I'm being honest. When I read my Bible, I usually skip this book. Just being honest, it's a lot of names, or I'll skip through all the names until I get to something that I think might be pertinent for me. Does that make sense? Because it's it's a genealogy. There's nothing there's nothing wrong with it. It's in there for a reason. God has a plan and a purpose for it. But when I'm trying to get a word from God, I I try to find the the you know the nuggets. You know what I'm talking about. And so, but this is one part that you can't skip as you're skimming through all those names in First Chronicles and then all of a sudden you see Jabez and this teaches an endless truth God blesses those who depend on him God blesses those who do not hesitate to ask and so I want you to remember Jabez's name it means pain but Jabez did not allow a painful past To limit his future. Him being more honorable than his brothers, I believe it's a testimony of a man's life and his character. And the life of Jabez shows that God's special blessing and protection do not come automatically. Blessings are a result of our devotion to God and his purpose, they are received through bold and sincere prayers. In order to receive God's blessings, we must have faith in God. God wants us to do certain things. We need to be obedient. Read his word. Find out what he's saying to us. This morning, I want you to begin using this prayer. Use it as a guide for your life. As you can see, it's a simple prayer. And even if you just prayed those four things, and that's all you said, Can you imagine an amazing prayer that would be? You just simply are saying, Lord, bless me. Enlarge my territory. Let your hand be upon me. Keep me from harm. Amen. If you just said those things every single morning, can you imagine what the blessings of God would come? Why? Because you asked for the blessings of God. Now, I would say, I wouldn't stop there. I'd say as you are developing your prayer life, I would expand it a little more. Tell God, what, do, how do you need blessed? What, what area of your life do you need blessed? Because I, I don't think that God just has a little bit of blessings. Do you understand what I'm saying? I think he's got a whole, I can imagine, can you imagine if for some reason we we uh, left this earth and we're standing before uh, St. Peter and, and he's giving us a tour of heaven. I'm sure it's not like this, y'all, but let's just... Let's just pretend, okay? So he's given us a tour of heaven, and there's this building that he don't want to take us in. And, and, and you're like, no, I really want to see what's in that bi- building. And he's, like, and, you're like, and he's like, no, you don't want to go in there. And he says, yeah, I do. And so, so you go. He says, finally, he, he gives in. He lets you go in this building. And you walk in, and you realize it's a warehouse of all the blessings that you never asked God for. Because we didn't ask. God wants to bless our socks off. And so all we got to do is ask him for these blessings. God, that you would bless. Make that our prayer every single morning when we get up. Begin our day. Begin your life. And believe that God wants to do some amazing things in and through you if you will ask. You don't get because you don't ask. Right? Does our did our kids get things that they don't ask for? Not usually, right? I mean, sometimes if they get it, they they don't appreciate it. <laughs> They're like, "What's that?" <laughs> you ever got you ever got that response? Come on, you know what I'm talking about. But a lot of times, if your kid comes up and asks you, "Hey, would you would you well, next time you're at the store, would you be willing to buy me this and if it's reasonable?" We try to, don't we? Why? Because we love our kids. Can I tell you that if we're obedient to God, God has blessings he wants to pour out upon us. And all we have to do is ask for those. Anyway, let's pray. God, we just thank you. We thank you for this time that we can come and be in your house today. God, I pray for every individual that's here. Maybe they've been crying out. Maybe they've been asking for something. Maybe they've been seeking something. Maybe they've just given up. I don't know, Lord. But God, I believe that if you will, I believe that if they will just open up their hearts to receive what you have for them, that you have so many wonderful blessings, so many wonderful blessings that you want to pour out upon them, that you are willing to pour out upon them. So, God, I just ask that you would touch the hearts and lives of every individual here. And God, I pray that you would bless us. God, I want to pray for this church for a moment. God, I want to pray for this church that you would bless this church as you already have. God, you have poured out your blessings in ways that we never could even imagine. And God, you're continuing to bless. And God, I pray that not only do you continue to bless. God, I pray that you enlarge our territory. God, that as we give out, God, I pray that you would give us more to do. Whatever it may be, whether it's missions work, whether it's in our community, whatever it is, God, I pray that you would enlarge this territory. And God, I pray that you don't take your hand off of this church, that you would keep putting your hand of protection upon us, that you would keep loving us, that you would keep showing us your favor, that you keep keep just, just doing some amazing things. And God, I also pray that you would keep us from harm. Keep us from harm. Love us, Lord. Care for us. Guide us, direct us, help us to be who you want us to be. We give you praise, we give you glory, and we give you honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we sing this? Hallelujah.
1: And I will give all my love to worship and I will sing all my mind, and I will rejoice with my heart too I'm here to
0: you know that our uh, ushers will be at the back of the sanctuary to receive your tithes and offerings as you leave this morning. I, uh, before you go I want to remind you that what Malachi chapter 3 verse 10 says, it says bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. Can you imagine? Think about heaven and how big heaven is. And think about the floodgates of heaven. And he says, I'm going to throw them open and they're going to pour out upon you. And there's so many blessings that you're not going to be able to have enough to store it. So remember that as you go. Before we leave, uh, Lisa wants to make an announcement about women's uh, coffee, ladies' coffee, here in uh, a couple weeks.
2: I know we have a lot of new faces lately, and I just want to make sure that all the ladies know that we have the second Saturday of each month. We get together at 10 o'clock, usually here at the church. But um, for September, we are doing something a little different and if things work out, we'll actually have our meeting at Kathleen's house and we can give out directions and stuff for that. I meant to have a sign-up list and I forgot. So if you're interested in going, I need to know because I plan on providing muffins, fruit, breakfast casserole, that kind of stuff. And uh, so I kind of need to know a little more of a number. And uh, But just want you ladies to know that You know, that is something I look forward to each month is for us to get together. There's just something about being able, as women, to be able to connect and and share. And uh, so I just want you all to know that, and you all have a good day.
0: Uh, Also, don't forget youth tonight at 6 in the Student Center. Uh, David, would you please pray over our offering? Be loud so they can hear you. (laughs) Amen. Y'all have a wonderful week. We'll see y'all Wednesday at 7 o'clock.